0: Hey everybody, it is Christmas Eve and yesterday I got together with my good friend Brad Owens and we discussed everything from uh, business to COVID to just about anything that popped into our heads. I've known Brad for a long time, we've done business together, uh, he's uh, in the diesel industry and uh, he wanted to come on the podcast and shoot the breeze for a bit. So enjoy and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <coughs> Hey Brad, how you doing today, buddy?
1: Dude, I am good, John. How are you?
0: Good. I actually just um, been outside all day. Uh, this is the time of the year that everything gets slow in business, as you probably know because that's how we know each other from uh, from business. And uh, I think we've had all of three phone calls all day today. So what I do on days like today? i we have a waste oil heater and I use I always use this week of Christmas a couple of days before Christmas to get the waste oil filled and then get um, like those big square totes ready because I get oil from plants that shut down over Christmas break. So they'll come get the totes and then over the next week they'll fill them up and that's the rest of the oil for the rest of the year. It kind of works out perfect.
1: No, well, that sounds great for the environment, clean Bill. I'm sure Greta would be very pleased with you.
0: Yeah, I checked in with her earlier today and uh, she was very happy. She's cool? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Isn't she the weirdest, all isn't she the weirdest person ever to become an authority on anything?
1: Honestly, probably, but I haven't even listened. I try not to listen to any of that crap. So I just get mad. I want to punch people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just figure I just better not Right. rabbit holes, too many rabbit holes.
0: It is weird how you can just go down some crazy rabbit holes without really trying
1: anymore. Oh, it's it's easy right now. All, with all of this crap going on, it's super easy. But how did we meet the first time? I mean, I know you were doing your little power shop stuff, and I was working for Industrial. Did we officially meet, like on the phone, or did I just meet you when we were at the races or something? One of those times. Um, I don't remember how I'm it worked out.
0: Pretty sure the first time that I ever met you was in PRI uh-huh. when it was still down in Florida someplace some place down there. I am almost positive that's the the first time. That is
1: that is one yeah when that is right. That's when I first met you because it was down in in Orlando and I was hanging out with Phil and Judd and Troy.
0: Yeah. And, and you
1: were when Troy and Phil and Judd were trying to skate as many golf games off <laughs> of vendors as they possibly could. Right. And extravagant meals so they could, you know.
0: Are you a golfer?
1: I am a self-proclaimed putt-putt mini-golf master. okay. But I'm horrible at it, but I love it. I'm pretty good at wee golf, if that counts.
0: Mm. I, I'm just not a golfer at all. It's not my jam. I I kind of understand why people have fascinations with it, but it's just absolutely not. It's not for me. I, I just... Yeah. I I, I like... like I, I go occasionally with some people, and I do have fun except for the part about having to hit the ball. Like, everything else is great. Ride around the golf cart with your buddies, have a couple cocktails. Seems perfect. Outside, enjoying the weather, perfect. All the ball-hitting stuff is just a no bueno for me.
1: Yeah, I love uh, playing mini-golf. Oh, and actually, we played mini-golf in Orlando at PRI. I remember that. We did that, and it was fun. I, I can't no. believe
0: it's so frustrating they moved that show to Indianapolis. I don't hate Indianapolis, but it's not Orlando. It's not even...
1: It's not warm. <laughs> it's
0: not even anything in the same ballpark. It was like a little vacation. You went down there, it was warm and nice, and there's all sorts of things to do, and Indiana's just cold.
2: Yes. Very
0: cold. So, yeah, we've known... That's a long... That was... Oh, my goodness. That was probably... long time um, ago. Yeah, that was probably 10 years ago, I bet. Anyways...
1: Yeah, I started working for industrial in late June of 2010. So and then that PRI was that winter.
0: And there you are. I just slid over and grabbed a beer because it seems like a Friday right now.
1: Well I'm drinking some water and a uh, Canada dry ginger ale. Nice. Very nice. Which is uh, actually a cranberry ginger ale. Thank you, Costco, for having the holiday packs of Canada Dry. These are delicious.
0: So this is your first year of Christmas with a, a little one, right?
1: No, actually, Alexis was born on September 11th of 19, so... Okay. She was here for Christmas last year, but she didn't really... No, too much was going on because she was just a few months old. But now that she's well, like 15 months old now, she's going to go nuts.
0: That's exciting.
1: Christmas.
0: That's exciting. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny how, uh, so Piper is almost nine. And, um, I don't want to say the gig's up yet, but it's getting close. <laughs> like she's, mm. we're, we're, we might be wearing our, our Santa Claus, uh, welcome out here. I don't I don't know how many more years of this we got, so but it, it was fun yeah. in between there. So I hope you guys enjoy it.
1: Yeah. And I don't know how much Santa Claus we're gonna push into effect with our kids. It it's hard to say. I want them to enjoy it if they want to, but I don't want it to be like everything. Right. I want them to realize that their parents take care of them. And not some mystical fat man.
0: Right. Uh, Somebody, I can't remember who, it was probably any random person on Facebook or wherever, posted something like, you should always uh, give the bigger gifts from mom and dad and the smaller stuff from Santa, because not the same thing you're saying, but also then other kids at school um santa brings one kid like a playstation and another kid you know like a board game and they're like well what the shit
1: <laughs> wasn't i
0: that good and you know what i mean so it's, yep, a better it's, way. A
1: self, it's a self-worth thing to them and it sucks i mean we never we didn't grow up with much money we we had a when we were real, us kids were really little my parent my parents didn't make a lot of money we didn't get a lot for Christmas, but we got everything we ever wanted. Mm-hmm. I think my parent, I, I think I found out about Santa Claus when I was like in the second grade. <laughs> and then I tried to tell my little sister that Santa Claus wasn't real. Actually, I did tell her, and she was a couple of years younger than my parent. My mom was so pissed at me. Oh yeah, you ruined everything. She, she still ended up. She, she still ended up believing. Well, it's, for a little bit, longer, I can't remember.
0: But... I can't remember which comedian. It is that says, you don't want your kid to be the first one to find out about Santa Claus, but you don't want them to be the last either. <laughs> like, you don't want some yeah. 15-year-old kid that's, like, still a believer. Uh, you, so, it's tricky, tricky that, situation.
1: That, that does happen.
0: Hell yeah. And then there's just some that keep on, we'll just go with the gags so we keep getting gifts sort of deal, I think, so. Yeah.
1: Hmm. It's a- I think Santa Claus is going to be the one that buys us socks and the underwear.
0: That's the move.
1: And mom and mom and dad will buy the guns and bullets. There you go.
0: Sweet. It. Uh, this year is kind of a wacky year for us out here because everything's locked down. We're not allowed to. We're basically not even allowed to look at other people that are in the same room, well, let alone be in the same room with them. It's crazy.
1: Well, I think it's about time everybody man's up and just does what they want and stop listening to little public puppets that are trying to control everybody. They can't stop you all.
0: Well, that's basically what most of... I, I wouldn't say anybody's changed... I don't want to say this. Um, my my family is not getting together for various reasons. Um, and it's mostly because of the COVID stuff. And then...
1: Uh, because they're afraid or they truly... You need to be safe around people
0: well there's there's two there's well probably three issues so the first one is um, i don't know how many uh, brothers and sisters you have but there's uh six of us all together and everybody's grown so everybody has uh, everybody but one is married and has a significant other and kids and you know now when we have a family get together there's like 35, 40 people showing up. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of outgrown being able to just show up at somebody's house and, and everybody hang out. There's nobody has a house big enough. So what we usually do for, we've done for the past few years is uh, we'll go to, well, everybody gets together at one of the uh, it's like, sometimes we'll do it at my shop or um, my sister has a hair salon It's pretty good size. So we'll all get together there. And then we'd all go out bowling for the night or something like that. Ah, bowling so much fun. So it's always a good time. You know, we go to the bowling alley and it's, you know, those in my family that like to have a few beers and screw around usually kind of get off to one side in a couple lanes and all the kids get their lanes. And the people that don't really care about, you know, any bowling at all just grab a table somewhere and hang out and it's kind of a nice little thing but everything is shut down now the bowling alleys are shut down. you're not supposed to have more than 10 people in a business so um if you know there's a whole crowd at my sister's place or my place there's a fear of getting i don't i don't give a shit but there's a fear of getting some i don't even know what in trouble you'd get but
1: well well this is what makes me so angry about this there's complaining because they're going to go out of business. But when it all comes down to it, they're the ones putting themselves out of business. Right. Well that's if they want to if they don't want to shut down, don't shut down. If you if everybody for one part the people are gonna be afraid to do it themselves, but what they don't realize is that everybody else out there that owns small businesses wants to do it too. So you just need to come together, grow, grow a grow pair of balls and just do it.
0: Well, it's interesting the past couple weeks because uh, I think it was two Fridays ago or three Fridays ago, the governor drops another mandate that all indoor dining is closed in Pennsylvania. And, you know, what's crazy about it is it doesn't matter how good of a job you were doing, how many of the magic plexiglass screens you put up to protect people, or how much money you spent on precautions or anything of the sort, everybody's just shut down so there's a lot of restaurants that just are like nope it's christmas season this is you know our employees have been out of work most of the summer to start with and they rely on basically thanksgiving to christmas and the tips and the families coming in and people going out for their christmas and and to pay their bills and um, we're, just, we're just not doing it and
1: exactly at christmas time I usually tip waiters, you know, 50 to 100 bucks or more. I've given a really nice tip on Christmas time because I was, that's what you do.
0: Right. And, the, you know, there's people that are, that's their second job and that's how they pay for Christmas or year end bills or whatever. And so yeah. people they just stayed open. And the health department's Good. going around and they're shutting the places down, but they just stay open. Um, Good. And what they're most afraid of. And I was just watching a thing today. They're most afraid of losing their liquor license because I don't know what it's like out where you're at. Um,
1: you're Go in, to Costco and buy it yourself, and who cares?
0: Well, in Pennsylvania, you have like they do this wacky thing where in every county there's only so many liquor licenses. It's
1: basically correct. They do it the same way here.
0: We live in by Highlander rules. There can you know there can only be so many, and one can't sh- start if unless another one dies. Um, so it's really hard to get a liquor license around here, and they're worried about losing it. But there's a bunch of places that are challenging this, and so far, all their challenges they've won in court and stuff. So, I, if it was exactly. me,
1: they're doing things that are illegal.
0: If it was me, I just can't stay open. Legally
1: shuts you down.
0: That's bananas. Just bananas. Yeah. But. Um, there's
1: one. That's one nice thing about me now that I, I just work from home. Mm-hmm. So. Are you feeling like that was my boss is kind of an asshole? Yeah.
0: So, So are you feeling like that was kind of a good move, even though it didn't feel like it, uh, like a year ago? That
1: uh, actually, actually, two years ago. Is that how long ago it's been? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was planning on quitting that shithole anyway, (laughs) but I, yeah, you know, getting fired via text from a company. They work in conjunction time, work for over nine years, and they considered consider you as family. You know, via text messages for health issues it makes it feel real good and warm and fuzzy, you know. The Monday after Thanksgiving 2018. That was nice. But that was actually the probably the best thing that happened to me in a long time was losing that job. Mm-hmm. I was wanting to do my own thing completely. I had started to in a few little aspects of doing some of my own stuff back then. But like the wife and I talked about me quitting on December, I think it was December 8th or December 10th, basically the Monday after our, our company Christmas party mm-hmm. is when I was planning on quitting it after I went and cashed the check <laughs> for my for my bonus. But who knows if I would have actually done that. Uh, I might have talked myself out of it. You know, I don't have enough money in savings, blah, blah, blah. What if, what if, what if? So getting fired was probably the step that I needed.
2: That's cool.
0: And you know, it's funny. uh, You work for yourself and everybody's like, Oh, it must be great to have all that freedom. And, uh, I hope everyone is blessed with that freedom just to find out how hard it is. Because, when you're completely your own person and it's up to you to make everything work, um, you're the only one that's going to motivate yourself. <laughs> so yeah. it's, there's no, the pressure of, uh, I have to do this or the boss is going to be pissed at me. I have to be to work at eight o'clock tomorrow morning or I'm going to get fired. Uh, that all disappears. And then that turns into a intense amount of, uh, self-control and, and self-discipline that, I don't know that many people have or they realize how, how hard that really is.
1: It's a a struggle.
0: (laughs) It's a struggle.
1: To not, to wake up and not have to be somewhere or do something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all my, it's my choice. You know, for the longest time, you know, I'm still, I'm going to have pretty much full time babysitters, you know, from nine to five. But as my wife goes to school to be, for become a nurse practitioner and works part-time at the hospital, I'm still considered primary caregiver for my child. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's tough. It's stressful, you know, making sure you have money, especially when you don't have customers that want to pay you on that don't, you know, pay you on time like they're supposed to.
2: They
1: mm-hmm. start, you know, start milking it. Usually it was, you got a check within a couple of days and then, oh, can I pay it by credit card or... And now it's you know a month later, and you have ask or longer asking for your money, and they don't respond to you, and mm-hmm. it's just frustrating. Yep. It Being your own is. boss, it has a straight is great. I love it, and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. And that's you know one of the crazy things is uh, it's a lot of fun when it's all going good, and it's the worst yeah. nightmare when it's going bad. So. It seems yep. like there's never an in-between. And if there is an in-between, you're just cringing waiting for the next um, bad thing to happen because it's been too long sort of deal, you know? So uh, it is yep. it is a struggle sometimes, a lot of times, most times.
2: And-
1: yeah, to get – yeah. And I, I do my best work when I'm under the gun and have to get things done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I am a professional procrastinator because that is when – I get things done. I'm—I don't know what my problem is right now. There's a lot of stress from health issues and stuff right now. But I've been trying, to, been working on my, you know, clothing line and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just drag on my feet. I, I have everything pretty much ready to go, and I just keep dragging my feet, dragging my feet, dragging my feet, which is causing me to second guess some of my decisions that all felt right mm-hmm. to begin with. And so now I'm procrastinating more and more and more, and I just need to go with my gut from the beginning and pull a trigger and get things so, it. rolling. It's the perfect time for what I'm creating in this world right now, but it's still just it's hard.
0: So, tell tell us about what you're you're building if you want to share.
1: Yeah, I am trying to help people want to be kind to one another, to their neighbors, to strangers, to anyone and everyone. I want people to want to get to know people that they never would have got to meet in other ways. I want people to do nice, random things for people. I mean, I'm not bragging by any means, but yesterday was that. I was at Walmart. and I was just kind of having a bad days and stuff. That I went <laughs> to the doctor for some tests and stuff that I had done didn't go the way I was hoping them to be. And I was kind of feeling down and, and grumpy with myself. And I picked up a couple of things to make some rush rescue treats to give to my to give to our neighbors and and friends and family in this area. And as I was push, you know, I push my cart back to my car. I usually park far away so I can get a little bit of exercise. And I'm pushing it back up, and an older gentleman, probably mid, mid, late 30s, early 40s in age, you know, was pushing carts and stuff. And he walked from the corral and came and got mine and was, you know, pushing the rest of his carts up. And I, I don't know why I felt inspired to, but I told him thank you and Merry Christmas. And I was driving away. I reached out my wallet and, I pulled up next to him, and you know, I wadded up and gave him a $100 bill and told him, you know, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm driving away, and I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and just the the joy in his face, like, he was in shock, you know, of what I had just done for a complete stranger. And I don't know, that made my day just seeing him just smile and yell at the other guy pushing carts. I could hear, dude, that guy just gave me $100. You know, mm-hmm. just pure, simple joy. Like, I made his Christmas for him, possibly. You know, I don't know if he needed the money or if, I don't know. It's just, it was awesome. Right. And I want people to want to, to do that or to take, to know about doing that, of how it makes you feel. Of being nice to people, doing random acts of kindness for for people makes you feel so good. It's so, it's a high. It's addicting.
0: Mm-hmm. So how how are you incorporating that into a, a clothing line and and mm-hmm. uh, an idea?
1: So the clothing line is um, just rack clothing, which is random act of kindness, and kind of the slogan that we're going with is, you know, show me your rack, <laughs> which. Kind of fun, got a little play on words there. So we're going to use that and then as kind of our slogan to go off of, and then we're making the clothing, you know, with those, Yeah, um, my brain does not want to talk today. Bringing clothing <laughs> with yellow logos and stuff with talking about that, and we'll use our so- social media platforms and mm-hmm. hashtags to do that. And then money from t shirts sold, we'll use to. You know, do good things in our community and other communities, and donate money from the clothing cells to, you know, help fight the child sex trade and things of that sort.
0: So here's one of the things that I think is incredibly hard, and a, a bit of um, I don't know what the word I don't I don't I don't want to say advice like I'm some uh, sage, but. Things are, and I, I feel like people have a really hard time understanding this or, or, or grabbing uh, the concept of starting a new thing is incredibly hard and incredibly yeah. hard in the way that, so just take this podcast, for instance. So I'm, I'm, I have no um, aspirations of anything other than I just like uh, – I spend most of my days talking to people about shit that I don't want to talk to to be honest, about to be honest, and it's not that I, I guess I don't yep. want to, but it's just like I'm giving my uh, you you pull the string and I say the same shit that I say every day for the past ten years uh, about a product or uh, a shipping issue or, or whatever you know it just it feels like you're just a a, a speaking spell at some point, and I like yeah to. Uh, to talk about other shit. And this is a great way to do it where you can just grab random people. You're, you're all the way across the country and we're having a conversation right now and we can share it with other people. And, uh, so I like doing that. So what's weird is no matter how, um, uh, goal oriented your pursuit you're doing just like this, uh, this podcast has no goal. You are still a slave to the ego stroke of downloads and how much reaction and things that, that happen. So, for example, this podcast, uh, you I, I've tried. It's been around for three years, to be honest with you. And this is episode 40, I think. And there's been some big spaces in between um, some of the episodes. But this year, I decided I have a little more time on my hands. And uh, it's one of those things where... You have to have a mindset when you do things. I'm a podcaster now. What do podcasters do? They do at least one podcast a week no matter what because that's what you do. Just like if you were a garbage man, what does a garbage man do? He picks up the garbage every day. If you decided like, mm, I don't really feel like doing that today, you're not a garbage man. You wouldn't have a job. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where you have to do it every day. But what's tough is when you get into the realm of social media and, and things of that nature, you're looking for those ego strokes of, oh, my God, did I did I sell anything today? Did, do I have listens? Do I have likes? And it's really hard yep. in the beginning for the first year or two or three or four when you look and you're like, oh, I got two. Well, that hurts my feelings. Like you expect to open it up one day and be like, oh, my God, 10,000 listens. And that takes just grinding for years and just keep putting out a thing. And what's funny is I'm starting to see it now with this podcast a little bit, and it's not huge numbers by any means, but there's just steady. So when we first started doing this, we would release a podcast and there'd be like 10 lessons and then silence all week. Not a single person downloaded it. And then it would slowly get higher and higher and higher. And but that same thing, and starting about last month, there's just an ever growing steady amount of downloads every day. And to be honest, the reason I feel is because it took me, well, I've been trying to do a podcast for 10 years on and off, but it has taken me 10 years to figure out actually how to do it, how to get it out into the places that it needs to go and also have the gumption to actually do it every single week, no matter what. And I feel like that is one of the hardest things to master
1: (laughs) with all this. Oh, most definitely. And it's not having to do it. It's wanting to do it. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything. You have to want to do it. You don't have to do a podcast. You have to want to do it bad enough to do it.
0: Right. Um, there's a, I, I heard a saying last week. I was listening to something else. and um, They always tell people, go do what you love. Do what you love. And that's not it. You have to love what you do. So <laughs> I can yeah. I can love a lot of things. Um, but it wouldn't make a great job that would make me happy, you know. So you have to yeah,
1: actually like I'm kinda of like like you had done since what two thousand and five, two thousand and six, I've done automotive performance stuff. I have a hard time selling it anymore because I don't wanna talk about it. And then when people ask you what do I do? I don't want to tell them because they're going to want to ask me stupid questions that I don't want to talk to them about. I don't want to tell them what fuel plate to put in their farm truck or anything like that. It just makes me angry. <laughs> so angry.
2: Right.
0: I Well, it's just people don't realize. I, I feel like this same way about every job. And this is why I'm willing to give like police officers a pass on a lot of things. So can you imagine going to work every day and doing a police officer's job? And I know in the course of my day, like perfect example, I said I had three phone calls today. Um, one was somebody wanting something that we don't do. Uh, another one was just a kind of a random... I don't know what even to say.
1: Dude, something you don't do, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, bro. Come on now. <laughs> and then. The, you didn't want to do it. You could do it. You didn't want to do it.
0: And the other one was a dude from Panama. Come on. Not
1: even, not even a real laugh there. I, on, I
0: Hey, I'm not saying if somebody walked in and had 20 bucks, I'll do some dirty things. But over the phone, you just, I can't be recorded. I'm okay, okay. A, I'm a public figure now. I got now. I a podcast.
1: My I forget you, you're a podcaster now. Right. My <laughs> bad, bro. Sorry. My
0: bad. So, but the other dude called today, he's from fucking Panama and he's rebuilding an engine and he can't figure out if he needs the kit with pistons or without. And he he wanted some help. And
1: You kinda need pistons.
0: I'm kind of like, well, what, what are you, what are you doing? Like, are you just, is it still running and you're just taking it apart and like refreshing it? Is it apart? Like, I don't know. My mechanic's Spanish. I don't speak Spanish and he doesn't speak English. (laughs) And I said, well, it doesn't sound like you need an engine kit. It sounds like you need a translator. Like, why don't you have your mechanic tear it apart, find out what he needs and then call back with what you actually need well, I'm just worried about sending all the wrong parts to Panama and then them being wrong and having to ship them back. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> what? It's yeah. just it's just stuff like that constantly where you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have – I'm stuck in a conversation that I know if I p- push this order through, it's going to cost me money in the end because I'm going to send him the wrong shit and it's going to turn into a situation. Or so he's
1: going to do a credit card – Oh. Re yeah. or a recharge or whatever you want to call it.
2: It's, it's
0: just a, Yeah. And you are just like it's a, that's the kind of stuff you're just like, I just don't I don't I know there's no there's no value in this conversation at the end of the day for me no matter what. This ends yes. on the negative column no matter what, you know, but it's I guess it's part of it. So. Yeah,
1: sometimes you don't want to sell stuff to people to certain people because you know it's gonna be a pain in the ass to deal yes. with them on it.
0: Yeah, there was actually a customer you and I were talking about not too long ago that right from the jump, I'm I i I'm just like, nope, <laughs> I just don't want anything to do with this person. And uh, it, it it's, it's tough when you've been, and this is what I think is even harder about getting through that first maybe five years of business, when you learn all that and you learn to be brave enough to go, uh-uh. Definitely not doing that. You know what I mean? Whereas when you're you're kind of early, you're like, well, I'm going to go ahead and do this favor or do this thing. And it ends up biting you in the ass. Sooner or later, if you can stay in business long enough, you're just going to be like, nope, not doing that. As opposed to a random yeah. act of kindness, like going back to what your thing is, where you do have somebody that's a nice person and in a bad spot. And you're like, all right, dude, I'm just going to help you out, get you through this sort of deal. So. Yeah.
1: They don't have to be in a bad spot, just smiling and saying, I've been making a con- uh, conscious effort of just saying hi to everybody that I come in contact with. Just walking by, hi, how are you today? Hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. Maybe that will be the only nicest thing someone's ever said to them all day or all week or all year. So what? You can be the one that changes it.
2: Where
0: Where do you live? What town?
1: Um uh, and it's in Utah. Utah.
0: So is it like a smaller town?
1: 100,000 people. Oh, shit. a couple, in this area, there's a couple 100,000 people, per se, and it's in, the, in this area-ish.
0: Okay. So we live in completely different uh, worlds, because basically any trip to any store around here usually involves a good 10-minute conversation with somebody you know, getting stopped in the store and... It's, you know, we're, I think, the town I live in has 3,000 people, and the big town. Yeah, it's
1: like where I grew up,
0: basically. <laughs> the big town, the next one over the big one, has like seven or 8,000, you know, so.
1: That's why earbuds work great when you're walking to the store. Put on put on your new favorite podcast, <laughs> John likes to talk, and, put your, and just put your eyes down and just walk and shop, which what I do. <laughs>
0: So it's it's a little different here for that, so probably out where you're at when people yeah. say hi to people they're like, "What What's wrong with this guy you well
1: know, you'll be surprised at how many people say you know hi like mouth the mask and say hi back
0: Are you guys masking on yeah, them
1: yeah there. i'm I really should be I have a compromised immune system I'm on immune suppressant drugs, so even though I'm super against masks I don't think they do half of what people say they do i i've been wearing one now
0: mm-hmm. it's not mandated though out there like it's
1: not a It is it is, mandated. Oh, is it? okay mandates don't mean anything
0: it's it's kind of funny out here um i judge whether i'm and for anybody that's heard this a thousand times I'm sorry but i judge uh how, what where and when I'm going to wear a mask by how many old people cars look like they're in the parking lot. So, like, if I go to our yeah. local supermarket, there's always a bunch of old people in there. And even if the mask does not work, which I'm very, very suspicious of how effective it really is, if it just makes those old people feel a little better when you're in there, and they're like, I don't know, gives them some security, great. I'm okay with yeah, that.
1: Because they're the, they're the ones that To look out for, that's what drives me nuts too. Yeah, we have all these people dying, but then you go to the store and it's all the old people there (laughs) all the time. all you see at Walmart or the grocery stores, just old people. Well, they do not have family members or friends or somebody that can go shopping for them.
0: And it's turned everything's turned into a weird. um, I don't even know what to say. So I, I see a lot of stuff from. I have a lot of friends around here that have. Uh, restaurants and stuff like that, and they do their best to to try and wear a mask all the time. But it's tough, especially if you're working all day. At some point, you're gonna put your, take your mask down for whatever reason, and you know. And again, I don't know how much it even works if you if you're wearing something. It's almost like wearing a purple hat that will bring you good luck, is what it feels like. And you're like, I'm pretty sure this is bullshit, but. I'm supposed to my wear this. My purple hat
1: does mean good luck, bitch. <laughs> Yours does. I'm I'm actually making me a uh, purple Show Me rack hat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there a website and that they can that... go go to? Do you have is your website uh, released yet?
1: I don't. I don't have it launched yet. Okay. I like, I literally have everything. I just say go print me my shirts, shirt from my hat. But I I don't know what. Yeah.
0: What's your hold? Like, what's but, your what's your holdback? Is it is it a time constraint, or are you, are, you, are you questioning whether it's going to work out, whether to invest the money in getting
1: everything? No, or? I don't have any questions on that at all. I have people willing to to help. To people already want to buy stuff from me, I have people willing to to share it with their social media platforms. People of influence are willing to you know, do it I've got people that are killing it in the direct consumer, small clothing line stuff that are willing to give me the players and help me out and me what they do it. It is just me right now being like I've wanted to do this for like twenty years and start a clothing line of some sorts. I I don't know what my deal is. I'm just being a little afraid little bitch and pulling the trigger. <laughs>
0: You could be the next. Is
1: it? a lot of I'll, who's the sh- a, a lot of it is my health issues with you know stress from that and things and it's yeah. So, we're, but uh, I'm I'm doing it later tonight or in the morning. I'm making my final edit changes to my to my clothing and I'm going to have him have it all printed up and done.
0: So let me ask a question, if I can. Um, obviously I can, uh, I I have been very fortunate in my life to not up until this point have hardly, and I mean almost no health issues. How much does that, um, weigh on your day to day? Like in, so basically I just get up every day and I have, the only the only health issue that remotely um, bothers me is I have dicked up hands. I think I have like early rheumatoid arthritis, and I have a lot of problems there. Like just me wrenching on stuffs kind of an impossibility as a job anymore. Um, but yeah. but it's not like I just get up every day and worry about it or or have to deal with it. It's just I know I can't spend all day wrenching. I, it's just impossible. So I I just don't. Um, but I always wonder like how how much does it affect everything in your life having a health problem that you're sort of stuck dealing with on a real regular basis
1: you know to me anymore it's just from it's just part of the day-to-day life I know I wake up I never feel good I'm always gonna hurt but I mean my issues right now is with progressing and this stuff is just with the issues in my neck that we're finding in the spinal cord damage and not knowing exactly what's wrong yet and having to go do MRIs in my brain and crap it's just causing me stress so I'm having a hard time focusing to just pull the trigger and be done
0: so what's your what's your stress though are you are you just worried about I what don't, it could possibly be, or is it of, a pain situation, or just having
1: the, having the time to do it? Mm-hmm. For me to be laid up for months at a time, and from having neck surgery, and I'm not being able to fulfill my orders and do mm-hmm. all my day to day stuff, that I physically won't be able to do it, and my pregnant wife was my <laughs> wife carrying pregnant with twins and going to school and working I and mean, she's already got a full load and mm-hmm. it's just there's still lot. a lot going on with like everything but When's your and, wife but do? then I'm also a professional procrastinator so
0: mix it all together.
1: Just mix it all together and
0: yeah. When your wife do?
1: Um she is the end of April, first part of May, oh, it depends yeah. on when we have to take take them.
0: Mm-hmm. Sweet. So how's, how is, the, I can't imagine having twins. So one kid at, at a time seems like a lot of work. Two at the exact same time seems like a monumental amount of work. So I guess I can see where some stress is coming from, especially if you're going to be laid up for well, a few months.
1: I'll have I'll have an 18-month-old and newbie. Right. Oh, so, it's,
0: it's about time for that 18-month-old to get, like, a job and their own place and kind of get on with things,
1: isn't it? That's kind of my thought process <laughs> is, all right, kid, you can go make me some money.
0: Right. If you can walk, get after it. Here's your lunch pail. Beat it.
1: She, she can walk and talk, and she can say hi and bye, and what is it? I want to touch it, and wow. Or yesterday, she I was... I don't remember what I was doing, but she yelled at me. She's like, rah! She started running at me. I was like, oh, shit, she's going to kill me. <laughs> she's got a knife! She's got a knife! <laughs> One of the things I am thankful
0: for... Everybody bitches about social media and phones and all that shit. But um, every morning you get up and there's the little memory thing. It's either on Facebook or Instagram or for some reason... Uh, Google is doing this crazy thing Because my wife and I have pixel phones And every once in a while They'll tell you like Hey we put together this little thing I don't know what to even call it And like the other day Pam showed me one that was Piper and her best friend Every picture that Pam has taken of Piper and her best friend For the past two years or something like that And it was a little collage Isn't that creepy?
1: (laughs) Yes But awesome at the same time
0: (laughs) It's equally awesome and creepy but every morning you get to get up, and you like the other day there was a picture of Piper when she was just a little bitty baby, and we were doing something, and it's it's just kind of nice like to be able to look back at that because it does go by pretty quickly, and uh, yeah, it's just so much fun. But now now she's turned into a little person because that's you're about to start to slide into the really fun part of having kids when they when they turn into people. Like up till now, they have a personality, but they're not a person yet.
1: No, she's pretty much, she's, oh, she has so much personality. She talks with her hands, when she's blah, 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 <laughs> blah and then daddy, and she wants an apple, she wants to eat the whole apple, she wants pieces of it, she wants her own cheese sticks. She wants her own, yeah. She is a bossy little baby. <laughs> awesome. And as cute, cute as can be. So what's, uh... I mean we've we've talked numerous times about you know doing businesses or doing this or that have you been doing anything else different lately or still just doing the same old same old stuff
0: No actually you know the uh, there's there's a place that I have made it to, and it's probably not the best business wise to be honest with you. Where I finally got to this point where what's enough? If you can pay all yeah. your bills, let's call it good. <laughs> like I I I for the longest time for, for a couple decades, I was in this mindset of we have to grow, we have to do this, we have to have more in this building and a bigger building. And at some point I I just looked back and I'm like, Why? Like, why? So, I've I've kind of enjoy the size that I am and the amount of business that I have. And um, I'm kind of trying to get a little more here or there. But I'm good. I'm just happy.
1: So, You yeah. get to a point where you start having so much more and you don't make any more. It just costs you more.
0: No, you just have more money moving around and you're not really keeping any more. And it seems like there's a tipping point where you have to battle through that. And on the other side of it, maybe you get to keep a little bit more. But I don't know if it's worth it at the end of the day. So, I'm kind of, my philosophy right now is over the course of the past 20 years, we'll say, actually probably closer to 25. There has been multiple times where I saw something and I thought to myself, I'll I'll give you a perfect example. I remember when TS Performance Sort of turned into the chip place And I was around What
1: do you mean turned into the chip place
0: Okay so TS Performance Was Dennis Perry Who was on the mm-hmm. forums Back in the 90's just like all of us Kind of just Talking about trucks and dinking around And then he He gets hooked up with somebody To sell chips And the next thing you know Basically, the chip, for the most part, was the TS chip for 20 years. So, I don't know how much gotcha. money he's made on that, but I'm sure it was okay, you know, decent. And I I was there and was seeing that and thinking, oh, I should, I, maybe I should try and do that. But for whatever reason, uh, you know, lack of confidence or something, you're just like, or funds or or whatever, knowledge. You're like, hmm, eh, I'm not going to mess with it. And I've seen a bunch of them come and go through the years. So I am just sitting and waiting for that next thing. I'm just, I just want to leave myself open because after that, I saw a bunch of things come and go and I was entirely too busy that to even remotely spend my time trying to pursue it, uh, let alone put any money into it because I knew I wouldn't have the time to, to actually work on it like it deserved. And I'm just waiting. Something's coming. There'll be a thing and I'm going to hammer it, whatever it is.
1: And my wife always gets mad at me for, you know, she's like, we have enough. We make enough money. We pay your bills. We live a comfortable life. I'm like, yeah, but I want more. More and more, she's like, we don't need more. I'm like, but the more I, uh, the more I have, the more I make, the more good I can do for other people. And that's kind of my thing now that I live a comfortable enough life. I'm not rich by any means, but I don't have to worry about my bills. I can make enough money to pay them and we hmm. have fun and we're not living paycheck to paycheck. But I want to make more so I can do more for more, do good for more people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I was able to donate, you know, some money to a single parent. You know, I kind of had a, a, a bad a bad year this year and they were able to give a little bit of money. and
0: That sounds like
1: a lot of people, some other money and... But I want to be able to do more. I want to be able to do more of that.
0: That sounds like you're justifying want... going to a strip club. Uh, I just gave some money to a single parent. <laughs> That's what everybody always says.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: I support single moms. What can yes. I, say? <laughs> uh, I know what you're saying,
2: though.
1: But no, it, it was gift cards. It was gift cards. A couple of Visa gift cards that what? I ended up giving her. What is? Without her knowing that it was me. Mm-hmm. Which is... Which is a great. That's what, I don't know. I enjoy that. It's
0: just fun. You know what's funny about um, all that stuff is it is nice to help people out as long as you're the one that gets to choose who you help out. I, I don't know what yep. weird what weird thing that is. It makes me feel weird. Like I don't know if I don't honestly don't know if you're a religious fellow at all. But I always felt weird going and giving donations to church and letting them pass it out. And I'm like, mm, I'd rather hang on to that and give it directly to somebody that I want to help. And I realize there's an overall organizational method to their madness. Uh, and they, I'm not saying they don't do good things, but I get a better feel out of it if I take $100 and give it directly to a person than kind of send it somewhere that seems like maybe they give 50 to something and 50 to something else. And it's not really a, a true, uh, I don't know what to say.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. But if you want to talk about that, you look forward to your $600 check. <laughs> Maybe we can move to Egypt. We'll become rich. Dude. If you want to go down a rabbit hole, I don't feel like we need to today. But, I, so, last but night... But holy
0: shit. How So, how'd that all make you feel?
1: <laughs> like, I don't want to pay taxes anymore. Like... I, ever i was why would i so saying
0: everything that we just said about i you know feel um you know and i'm not 100% secure financially at all by any means but i feel no okay, me either like i'm not worried about paying my electric bill next month but i am deeply concerned about a lot of people in our community here especially who have been out of work for you know months or their second job's been shut down. Because a lot of people here, their their kind of MO here is there's not a lot of great paying jobs around here. So you might have a I don't know, like a thirty to fifty thousand dollar a year job, which isn't, you know, to be honest, that's around here kind of the the norm. Um for the sort of the middle-class people because it is cheaper to live around here, but it's not enough money to really live. I don't even know what to say. I don't want to say a good life, but if you want to have a new car, you're pinching things pretty hard to pay that payment and make that kind of money. But uh, they usually work a second job somewhere. They'll pick up a couple nights as a bartender or a waitress and there they can make an extra few hundred bucks a week, and then their their second job money pays for Christmas, it pays for vacations, it pays for you know all this other random stuff. And they use their main income to pay their bills, and they don't touch it. And these poor people haven't been able to work all year. And they're coming out with this second uh, stimulus package for six, seven months here, and then they, like, here's 600 bucks. Like, I was insanely angry. Like, besides all the bullshit going to other countries, it insanely made me angry. Like, that's not even enough. I, there's people that probably tip more to these poor people that are out of work than that. It's, it's, it's an yep. insult. Just disgusting. Yeah, it,
1: it's just slapping the face to what it is. It's just slapping the face to every restaurant owner that's laid people off or have closed their doors for nine months because they were asked, because they were told to.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: a slap in the face for our military, for our soldiers that go and fight for our, for our country. It's, a, oh, it's And here, all these athletes and stuff are saying, you know, everybody's so repressed. we're so repressed. That's... <laughs> <laughs> The sweet irony.
0: Somebody making millions of dollars a year to throw a ball at another grown man talking about oppression.
1: Yeah. But, no, it's so... It's sickening. It is literally sickening when you sit there and read. The problem is, is most people aren't going to read that. No. Or they're not going to believe it. They're going to think it's a conspiracy theory. And it's I, not hard to do basic math. and uh, All they're doing is... Printing money making the inflation go up worse and worse and worse.
0: And what drives me nuts is, so Pam and I did a, a podcast last night where I raged about this and a few other things. Um, but I, I almost hate to bitch about it because I know there's somebody in our community that's like, if I get the 600 bucks, that's going to get me through another week or two weeks or whatever it is. And But still, Correct. at the end of the day, it's like, dude... This is not right. It's not right. Like you did everything you were supposed to do. You shut down your business. You didn't go to work. You kept your kids home from school. You ate all the shit in the thought yep. that somebody was coming to save you. And at the end of the day.
1: Yep. Instead you, of saving yourself. Yep. Yeah,
0: no one is coming to save you. And that's just kind of a you know, that's that is a piece of and it's kind of funny. I I a fella is actually just pulling in right now that I'm supposed to um do something for no you. you're we're we're but, good but here's one of the funniest Man, things take care of yourself well well hang on one second I was gonna tell you something one I'm of hanging the I'm hanging funniest things the guy that just like pulled in horse. here one day probably thirty years ago he was teaching me how to run bulldozer and uh basically I fucked everything up and he said something along the lines of Nobody is coming to save you. You're going to have to figure this out yourself. And it could be one of the best pieces of advice I've ever had in my entire life.
1: Yep, it's great.
0: So Beautiful. But anyways, man, I got to run. This has been great. And uh, I've
1: got the runs. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, buddy. Not. Nah. All right, man. Well, be mer- good. We'll do this soon.
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas, man.
1: Merry Christmas. Yep. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> See Bye. you, pal.